0: Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education Currently, I'm a college instructor and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again everybody and welcome back to another episode of Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns and we're here to discuss a variety of topics. Bullying is the big one, but right now many people are experiencing a host of other problems. Domestic violence, workplace bullying, uh, cyberbullying, community and family bullying, and of course we have this tragic situation with school shootings and shootings everywhere uh, just is out of control uh, and you know often when I speak with people I discover that they seem to be having trouble with the people that are closest to them like their um, their parents or their siblings and it's something that we have to be well aware of we, we really do uh, because the, the issue that we have today and I just adjusted my volume The issue that we have today is um, we have a lot of bitter people and they don't realize that they have a choice. And it can be just as easy to develop love, joy and peace and patience as it is to be angry, bitter and vengeful. Now this podcast is for anyone who wants to have a fuller, more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance the physical, mental Emotional and spiritual areas of their life. But make no mistake about it. We are Anti-Bullying 101. So it's truly my hope that we can... It's truly my hope that we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. And uh, I I did an interview... um, last week uh, with the, a local radio station down here and I'll play it I've done them before it was uh, uh, Diane de Oliveira uh, she hosts a show 15minute show called Jersey Shore Matters and she had me on and she was uh, looking for a profile of people who are school shooters and I'm no expert uh, on that topic. But I I can tell you this, that I'm not, well, and it just sounds, you know, these kids who were shot in schools, horrific, terrible stuff. And I will tell you that I was raised myself in a traumatic environment. It wasn't uncommon for my parents to have physical confrontations. It wasn't you know, uncommon for them to have fights and uh, battles and scream at one another. And it wasn't uncommon for alcohol to be at the root of it. So trauma takes on many forms. It takes on many forms. The families of those people who were shot, and we, you know, I'm just gonna, you had Sandy Hook, you had Parkland, you had, and um, had Buffalo. Now you had Uvalde, and there's been other, there's been other small shootings that have gone on uh, over the course of the um, the course of the last uh, uh, few weeks after the Uvalde shooting. And I know what it feels like to be traumatized and to be experiencing, um, you know, fear later in life. You have fear of certain situations later in life. It's like you get stuck on an elevator once, you never go on it again, because you're afraid that the elevator will get stuck. Um you you get yelled at as a kid and you get traumatized as a kid and you can't take a confrontation with anybody and trauma can take on a lot of forms now we've had in the last shooting we had 21 people get killed 19 students and those students were friends with a lot of people in that school My concern, my concern, is this: What do we do if the school had 600 kids in it? What do we do with those 600 kids now? That that school was the spot where murders took place because they they um, they watched. The battle go on. They watched. They saw it happen. Their friends were killed in the classroom. They know what went on. How do you begin to address these kids now? And my question is, how do you get them to trust the system when it comes down to going to school, you know, you send your kids off to school every day, and you um, you want them to feel safe, and you assure them that they will be safe in school. Some of those kids that got killed, they may have been sent off to school. Parents said, "Have a great day, see you later, you know, be safe, whatever it is," and they don't come home. Now, how do you convince the rest of the uh, school population? that they're safe in school. They were traumatized. And it's a matter of do I trust this system anymore for the protection of my children? Do I trust it? Do I trust all of the... now this thing is we, we've we got to have uh, 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 new gun laws. We have to have mental health. We have to have mental health um, uh, involvement uh, because of the condition of the shooters. They could have uh, uh, had mental health issues. We have to have all kinds of, and it becomes a political football, which is what it became. It, It is. It always was. Gun control, gun laws are a political football. But my concern is not, you know, what the government is going to do about guns. Of course, we want to have fair and, and, and equal laws, and we want to have make sure that that uh, uh, everyone understands, you know, you know, what, you know that maybe you go hunting with guns, maybe you use target practice. But you don't use them to, this is not a war zone, although it rapidly looks like it could be coming that. So the the idea, the idea here is how do I get the other kids to trust the school, to trust the administrator, to trust the teachers, to trust security, to trust police, When in this instance, it almost looks as if, you know, something went wrong. And something always goes wrong in these instances. And it is no fault, I'm not blaming anyone, it's no fault of anyone because you have people who do this. But how are we going to get these kids to learn now when they are traumatized? A traumatized brain does not learn well. Because it's too worried about survival. I've done enough shows on how the brain survives. But the bottom line is when the brain's placed under stress, it just doesn't learn. It can't learn because it's thinking about other stuff. And the primary responsibility of the brain is survival of its owner. So how do you do this? I know when they had Columbine High School... And Harris and Klebold went in and killed all those people and they wanted to blow up the building and God knows what else they wanted to do. They, I believe, I'd have to check, but I believe that they tore the building down because it was such a, uh, a horrific landmark in the community as where this catastrophe This colossal event took place. And I think the answer that you're going to get, sadly, by today's standards, is we can tell our children they will be safe. They will be safe. But we can't guarantee it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Strictly because we're not, we're not clear, we're not sure about the condition of people. About the condition of mankind, whose heart is just out of control with bitterness, anger, all manner of other emotional uh, problems. So we can't guarantee it. And we have to do our very best to protect our children. You know, you go to school. You get up in the morning. You go to school. And you're supposed to have fun. That's what you're supposed to do as a kid. When when my daughter goes off to school... My comment to her is, have fun. Because when you're having fun, you are learning. Have a good time. Enjoy the day. You always pack a nice lunch for them as they go out the door. Some days they buy lunch. You know, and and you, you, you drive them to school, which they love. Now they're younger, but as they get older, they take the bus. Everything. Just, you know, it's such a nice experience. They get there, they get off the bus or they get out of the car and they're with their friends and they they walk into the building and they're chatting and talking and having a, a, a good old time. And that's how those kids, whether it be in... Uvalde, Uvalde, or Sandy Hook, or Parkland, that's how they went to school that day. That's how they went to school. They went to school, you know, looking to have a great time. And they, and they ended up, you know, traumatized. And some of them ended up getting killed by a madman. So we have to work in education today to try and develop trust and help our kids trust us again. And we have to work to try and get through the troubled mind that every one of those kids in every one of the schools that I just mentioned feels or has. Because of the fact that they witnessed something horrific that I hope you that I hope I never see I hope my children Are never exposed to it But that's what we have to do And we have to work To make them feel as if nothing's going to happen And you know in situations like this it doesn't necessarily have to happen again In that school, it could just start happening, you know, in other schools, and that could be enough to trigger trauma and trigger a response because of the fact that it is just so horrific. So let's consider those who were killed, and my prayers and my love. And my empathy go out to all the families. And also let's consider those that were left behind. And how we are going to go about earning the trust once again. So that we have a school where kids will feel happy. Kids will feel as if they are um, safe. And they will just not have the worry and of trying to survive in an environment where they fear, where they are fearful. Please, let's do that. And it's going to take some time. And and this has been going on now for a long time, over 20 years. And we, we have to understand that there are those that are left behind that we need to work with so that they can Trust us as educators again. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. And I want to tell you about a new podcast that I'm doing right now. And it's called the RTC Teacher Toolbox or the Regional Training Center Teacher Toolbox. I've been working for RTC for over 20 years. It is one of the greatest companies that anyone could ever work for. They work in partnership with the College of New Jersey and with um, LaSalle University. They provide the coursework and the college provides the credit and the courses before we moved into the, um, um, the coronavirus pandemic the courses were offered all across New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland, and they would be offered at hotels, schools, convenient places, and they were offered on weekends, every other weekend, uh, and you would go in, take the course, you'd spend a weekend, one weekend, and you'd skip a week, you'd take another weekend, and you'd be done, you'd have to turn in the terminal project, and you'd get your grade. You completed a master's program in record time, if in fact you, you stuck to your plan and RTC is great, and they adapt, and they can adjust, and they had to adjust because we had to go to, we had online courses as well, but we had to go to virtual learning where we did face-to-face using um, Zoom, so we taught face-to-face, and we uh, uh, had the students involve themselves in producing activities, uh, producing projects, and so on. It was it is great if in fact you've never taken a course with rtc or you'd like the best way to get your master's degree go go to um and take a look at what's going on there i've been working for them for 22 years i'm an instructor and i'm a course designer And it is one of the best moves I made as an instructor. And I am also an ex-student because I've taken courses with RTC. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Okay, If you're looking to get your master's, if you're looking to get credits beyond your master's, this is the spot where you want to go. www.theRTC.net. You won't be sorry. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. It'll be the best thing you ever did. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. We want to develop trust, the trust of our children again. And we want to understand that those who are left behind from these shootings, those kids are traumatized, and we want to help them overcome their fear, their anxiety, their tension, and their stress so that they can learn and they can move forward in school and have fun and not go to school and be worried about some horrific act occurring in their building. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. I want to thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.